Hi, I'm Joe, and this is the Decahedron RPG Podcast. Hey everyone, this is Joe. Today I'm joined by special guest James. Hi James. Hello Joe, um, we gonna have some fun today? Today is September 20th, and do you know what the significance of September 20th is? I think we're almost to a year? Not almost, exactly. Well, depending on how you want to look at it, we're almost, because it's not really September 20th for us. Right now it's September 2nd, but when this goes out, it will be September 20th. And that is exactly when our first episode went out. And I was trying to think when we recorded that episode... Um, and it might have been around September 2nd, but I think it was actually in August. Actually, I know it was in August because it was before I went to Hawaii. I went to Hawaii in August. And what are we going to talk about today? <laughs> just to have a little fun, you know, nothing too serious, just to celebrate our one year and uh, get some laughs and make good on a promise that we said we'd do a while ago. We are going to have the trial of James the Munchkin. Ah, Munchkin, I think that's so unfair, sir. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> you, you think I was trying to, to sway the jury there? Um, <laughs> yeah, just a, just a lot, maybe. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to have a very tongue-in-cheek um, trial, I would put that in huge air quotes, uh, of you, uh, <laughs> with me charging you of being a Munchkin and you giving your defense and then we're going to let all the listeners call in and say, you know, they're going to be the jury. They're going to give a yes, James is definitely a munchkin, or they're going to say some other thing, which I can't imagine what that would be. And then on episode number 100, we're going to play all those, and we're going to select one juror slash listener at random, and we're going to give them something. I don't know what yet. I'm thinking about a copy of the Munchkin's Guide to Power Gaming, but it's going to have to be a used copy because that's out of print. Um, or maybe some Munchkin card game. Um, or maybe some swag. I don't know yet. That's So this is the, the weirdest giveaway ever. We're giving away something. Don't know yet. And we have swag. Shh, it's a secret. But yes, we, we have swag. I haven't seen it or even been able to view it yet. When am I going to see it? No one's seen it yet except for me. <laughs> um, all right. So with all that out of the way, let's start the trial. James, you are accused of being munchkin. How do you plead? Innocent, as always. <laughs> uh, all right. So I have three arguments that I'm going to make. And I limited to three because, you know, we like to do short shows. And my first piece of evidence I'm going to bring into play is, do you recall once upon a time when we were talking about uh, character generation for D&D &D, and you said that stat generation should be 10 plus 1d8? I don't ever remember saying that. But, hmm... That still, that still wouldn't be a bad idea. It, it gets the character at least an average minimum. So that would make the average score well above average. So you're saying that your character should have an average score that's well above average. 
my view on that is they are adventurous. Shouldn't they be the hardier bunch of the city, the people who take their chances and get out of Dodge? Um, Shouldn't would, they be more powerful and capable? I would argue that you're relying on higher stats than you're not taking your chances. It's like Superman, right? Superman's not a hero. He's a bully. Oh, come on. Superman is an example. Well, so, so Superman runs into a burning building to save somebody, right? He's not being heroic. He would just be a jerk if he didn't because he's facing no danger. There's no peril to him at all. It's just like you picking up to, you know, bending over to pick up a dollar bill for someone that dropped it. <laughs> anyway, all right. So you're trying to say it should be an everyday event for him because he can't be killed by conventional means. I'm, I'm saying it's, there's nothing heroic about it. Okay, but I'm still going to stand on the idea that if we're creating characters that are going to be adventuring, they should be average or above average citizens, not low numbers. And I have played low numbered characters before. I And I'm going to bring up one thing here. This, this thing that they call a dump stat, I... I just disagree so much with that. Every stat has its own purpose. I, I would argue that's proof of your munchkinism because you can't handle anything being a low stat, whereas at least people who look at a dump stat say, yeah, I can live with that one being low. I tend to disagree. Let's put it, leave it at that. Of, of course. That's, that's what this whole podcast is. That's what this whole episode is about. All right. And actually, you led me into my second piece of evidence, which is you have a irrational hatred of low stats. You hate having a character that is below average in anything. Mm, I won't go that far. What I like is having a well-rounded character. So I am not looking for a character with 18s in major stats. That's nice, yes. But I'd rather have a character that... It's at least average all the way through. That's just my view of having fun. I don't want to be forced to say, oh, I can't take a thief because I have a dex of nine. All right. I'm just going to throw that in as proof of munchkinism that you think nine is an unplayable stat. I didn't say it was unplayable. It's <laughs> unplayable to be a thief and have a nine dex. Is that not below his minimum? I, I don't know. I don't play games that have minimums. At least in D&D, that is below his minimum. No, maybe in AD&D, not in D&D. Yeah, I'm sorry to say. You are right. So maybe in the original D&D, the 9 would have been playable. All right. So how about games that have uh, advantages and disadvantages or gifts and faults or whatever of the millions of titles you want to call them? How do you feel about your character taking a fault? I've done it many a time. I, I didn't does, ask if you did it. I said, how do you feel about it? If it's done in a manner that makes the game fun, I am good with it. Okay. And my uh, third piece of evidence is uh, simply, you know, um, it was so hard to whittle this down to the three. Anyway, my third piece of so evidence. So go, to, go we'll, to more than three then. We'll, we'll, we'll stick with three. Um <laughs> You, on a number of occasions, you have made a D&D character and you said, can I have two weapons? And I say, sure. And 
then I say, but you still only get one attack per round and you seem to have a problem with that because you feel you should get bonus attacks. If I play a ranger, yes. If I play any other class, no. No, you weren't playing a ranger. You were, because <laughs> we were playing OD&D, &D, it didn't have rangers. You were like, I want a sword in each hand. I said, fine. You said, great. And I said, but you only get one attack per round. You said, why? That's not fair. I don't. I don't remember that discussion, and I would tend to agree. Um, in the old D&D, I'm not remembering the numbers because I don't have them in front of me, I believe after certain levels you would get an additional attack after you made a certain level or two. I not remember which ones they are set at. But no, at first and second level, yes, one attack, even if I'm holding two weapons. I don't ever remember that argument. Uh, well, it wasn't an argument. It was more of a discussion, but I, I'll, I'll forward you the email chain later. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop the prosecution here. I'm going to let you go forward with your defense. <laughs> I think I've already done most of the answers to my defense. Um, I am a player who likes to have a character that's well-rounded and do a little bit of everything. Um, you are right that I don't like extremely low scores on any one thing, but I'm not a player that automatically think thinks dump stat is charisma, sake of argument, which a lot of people do. I put the scores where they make the most sense and go from there. I've had um, characters such as a Thief, or a cleric where their strength is low, where that is not a desirable thing in a lot of cases. Um, Would you ever consider playing a fighter with a slightly below average strength and his highest, highest stat is a wisdom? Or would you automatically make that a cleric? Hmm. That is a hard answer. Um, I would say I would do it. I could do it, but I would more likely make it a cleric if that was the case because it makes more sense in two, two areas. One, most groups don't have clerics in their party, and that seems to be what I've been playing the most in the last years I've been playing because the party doesn't have a cleric. But could I do a fighter with a below average uh, strength? Yes, and I've done that as well. Okay, I mean, I could flip it. I could have said, you know, a, a cleric with a low wisdom but a higher strength. Um, I would probably stick with the cleric in that case. Right. That's, um, like I said, a lot of parties that I've been playing with no one wants to play the cleric, so it's, uh, what's, what's the best situation for the party? Um, I play in a lot of convention games, so it's... So, um, so I'm going to take off my prosecutor hat right now, and, mm -hmm. and your little line there about whatever's best for the party is very non-munchkin-y. So you just made a brilliant defense here. I might just cut that out of the episode. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that, of course. Um, yes, um, I've been playing a lot of convention games, so the, the character isn't a one-shot, but 
the group you're playing with and the adventure you're playing is one shot. I've been um in the past I did Pathfinder. I'm forgetting the D and D one, I've done that uh, several times. And at Total Confusion they used to have their T C realms, which they no longer do. And I was primarily the cleric I played was had I played it so much I was up to fifteenth level. And it was only two or three games a year that I actually got to play that character. Uh, I played him for over 15 years, I think. So, the party is sometimes odd to work with. But, uh, munchkins to me are the people who are power gamers. That seems to... I'll give an example. I have one of my students who, oh, sorry, me from 20 or 30 years ago, that seems to want to create a character in the Atomic Paladin, where he's play, where he's playing. He did multiple classes to get multiple feats, and this is from the fourth edition. So he'd get 2d6 damage from this. 4d8 damage from this, so he kept piling up the damages by playing the different uh, classes and adding them all up to make a paladin. To me, that's a that's a munchkin or a power gamer. So yeah, in my mind, the the munchkin is um, just just like that old text file that floats around. You know, a real man, loony, uh, real man, real role players, loonies and munchkins. You know, it's the whatever gives you the most pluses. Um, yeah. And if you take a look at my characters, you see that I don't always do that. I'm just going to take, um, there as an example. That was one of the characters that, um, I said I want to do two, uh, two weapons. And you said fine, but it only still does the same amount of damage and you only get one attack. Am I remembering that one right? Uh, I was going to say, which bear would that be? Because you you play lots of bears and lots of wolves. Uh, the barbarian one in um, <laughs> when we were doing the city uh, one that you were trying to have us take the city back over. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to explain something about me. I am a martial artist, so one weapon in hand just plays against my mindset. You. You can use both hands to attack and defend yourself. So that's why I think I got stuck on always wanting to have two weapons. The shield just was its not me. Um, I've done SCA fighting, which I limited. And I was always doing um, sword and shield, and it just felt wrong. I preferred when I had the two weapons and were... We were just playing, and I, I felt better with that. But that's a preference of myself. So maybe I'm putting my own self into my character sometimes. And I think that's what a lot of people do. <laughs> All right. I think you've made your defense. I think I've made my prosecution. So I think we're going to wrap that up here. But before we go, I have this wild and crazy idea. So you threw me under the bus a couple episodes ago and when you, did i do that yeah you said you can hear it in your voice you know that you did that 
You mean when I ask people to try to talk you into running a game? Yep, that's the one. So Jason over the Nerds Variety RPG cast said he'd do it. I heard him, yes. And I think Daniel would love to try a one-shot of Tunnels and Trolls. So I was thinking, what if I make the Frontier Forts of Kelnor episode, uh, episode the, the adventure I'm going to make for Jason, but run it in Tunnels and Trolls, and maybe Daniel could join. Would you be interested in joining as a third? You have to ask, man? I think you already knew that answer. Because we right. can make the hours work for all of us. Uh, I'll see I'll see what I can do. And it's just going to be a one-shot, you know, and it's going to be a Frontier Fort. So, okay. Well, James, thank you very much for joining me. Everyone else, thanks for listening. And I don't know what I was... Oh, I was going to say, send feedback. Definitely send in your verdicts. Tell us that James is a munchkin. Uh, just for that there, tell Joseph I'm not. And if you have any questions or rebuttals that you want... I'll gladly answer them on another episode. Uh, Joe, uh, would it not be a good episode to have, the before we start that game, each of us rolling up characters quickly on a podcast? A Tunnels and Trolls character generation? Maybe. Yes. I'll think, maybe not all three. That seems overkill, but maybe one person. Yeah, so send in your uh, feedback, feedback at decahedron.com. Call the feedback line. That, uh, uh, the number is in the outro music that you're about to hear, and it's in the show notes below. Or you can find it all at www.decahedron.com. And don't forget about the play message boards at www.decahedron.com slash boards. Until next week. Happy gaming. Happy life. Bye. Hi, everyone. This is Joe. Just to sum up real quick, what you need to do to enter is you need to send us your verdict. Say, yes, James is a munchkin. Or, I mean, I guess if you want, you could say, no, James isn't a munchkin. In addition, give a suggestion for the prize. Say, you know, a really neat prize would be Whatever. I'd really like it to be Munchkin related, but if not, I guess I could fall back on some swag or something. I don't know. So send those in. This is going to be episode number 92. The winner will be announced on episode 100, which means you need to get uh, your entry in before episode 100. Now, if I'm looking at my little production schedule crystal ball here, Episode 93 will be going out on September 22nd. Episode 94 will go out on the 27th. On the 29th will be episode 95. And then 96, 97, 98, and 99 will be the four episodes of OSR October. I'm not doing Friday episodes during October. So November 1st will be the episode. So that means your entry should be in, let's say, by October 27th. Thanks again for listening. And here's the outro. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Decahedron RPG cast. We'd love to hear from you. You can leave us a voice message by calling 562 774 that's 562-RPG-CAST. Or by visiting sayhi.chat slash decahedron. You can also email us at feedback at decahedron.com. Links are in the show notes. For more information, visit decahedron.com. 
Remember, that tachyhedron is spelled with a K. Music is by Kevin McLeod. Logo is by Design Cat. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep those dice rolling.